right. Welcome back to NBA Talk on the KD Pod. It's been a minute here, but I'm back with Mikey. He's about to deal hey. with all the LA traffic right now. Uh, what's going on, oh, Mr. Yes. Gal? I'm great. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. So let's let's just get right into it. So today's podcast, we got a little little different format today. We're going to share the screen. It's going to be very visual on YouTube. And today we're talking about free agency. We're doing a full recap of all the signings, and then we're going to go into some trades. So our outline, we're going to start with a little intro. You know, it's what we're talking about. Um, and then we're going to do five-star free agency, which I'll explain later. Um, some honorable mentions in terms of signing. Then we're going to talk about some of the biggest trades that occurred and put them in a tier list, like you might see on a YouTube video. And then some final thoughts regarding free agency. So let's get started with five-star free agency. It's one of the most eyeball-catching times of the year for the NBA is free agency. Who's switching teams? Who's going where? Who's going to do this? Who's going to get their money? So this free agency class was okay. It was mediocre, I would say. Um, you know, the top player, as you can see here, we have is Zach Levine, who's probably a you know, maybe a top 25 player um, at best. So let's get it started off, Mike. Yeah, some of these are going to be no-brainers. Some of these are going to be different. Zach Levine at five years, 215 mil. What do we think? I mean, like that's, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a no-brainer, as you said, as a top 25 player. It's always good to re-sign the guy and he's young. He's not like over 30 yet. And he's shown like his scoring ability. And then you have one of the better seasons. And now they like the roster got a little deeper with some more help that I might talk about later. Who did like get? That's just a must do. Andre Drummond, which I think okay. is a really good piece. But yep. um, they'll have Lonzo need- Ball back from the injury. True. And it's just a really, really deep roster. And like re-signing Zach Levine, who averages twenty-seven points a game, it's just they should like they they should do that. So how many how many stars are you giving it? I mean, it's I I give it like a five star. I think it's worth it. I I and completely agree. It's yes. not crazy price tag. You know, he was never a uh, you know all NBA player or anything. But the next player is a little different story. They're kind of in the same boat. They're both offensive-based players who, you know, that's that's where their value comes from is the offensive end. And the defensive end isn't really there. I wouldn't call Levine a two-way player. And then Bradley Beal, I would definitely not consider a two-way play either. But Bradley Beal has the all-NBA experience. He's been in, uh, in Washington for his whole career. So he got the duffel. Five years... 251. Would you have done this if you're Tommy Shepard as the GM of the Washington Wizards? Uh, in the first place, I do not want to be Tommy Shepard right now. But if I'm great point. If I'm Tommy Shepard, this is like I. If I'm Tommy Shepard, I wouldn't. Wow. I'll let the man walk. Oh, I'll man. start my tanking. 
and I'll get Victor Wimbanyana or something if they have the pick. But two hundred fifty-one million for five years. I don't know. It's just yep. the team right now. I just feel like at some point, Brad Bill's going to be like, "I'm going to sit out like the rest of these guys, like Kawhi did, like Kyrie did, or whatever." It's like I'm not happy because we're losing every single game. Right? Who I, who would be happy as an All NBA guy? Right. I so agree. I, I agree, agree with there's you. More drama. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough at that price tag. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, as Tommy Shepard, you have to do it, which sucks. You kind of have yeah. to do it. You, you can't let an All NBA player just walk for nothing. Um, yeah. You know, if he gets unhappy, at least you can trade him for something. You know. Yeah. Will he become a ridiculous price tag down the road? And does it seem like his production is decreasing? Yes. So that's why I'm going to give it a two out of five. Yeah. I just don't want him to be like Russell Westbrook type of like contract. At least he can shoot. I'll give him that. He can shoot. That's a longevity skill right there. Everything else yeah. is like, eh, you know, he's a solid ball handler, but he's not a good creator and he's not a good defender. So. I don't know if it projects well. What would you give it out of five? Uh, I, I would say about the same thing that you gave. Two stars seems good cool. to me. Word. Okay, so this next one is uh, is interesting. So we said, you know, I have it on here, most likely a multi-year deal. I had this made a couple weeks back, but recently yeah. James Harden signed to a deal. And he took less money but he's also coming off of a down pretty bad year mm -hmm. so what do you think about this well Daryl Morey is building the Houston Rockets in Philly again yeah. right they gave that ridiculous contract to PJ Tucker I don't know yeah. I think you had it later down the list I find it to be like ridiculous and um Harden that's a really like bold but bet on yourself type of contract for James Harden because I'd say like there's definitely better offers elsewhere and the fact that he just had the worst scene of his life and he took a short-term deal means that you know if he declines right this is going to probably be his last big deal because he's aging yeah. too and we'll see how it goes like for like for Darrell Morey definitely a big dub he got a like potential like averaging thirty type of player like as uh to take a pay cut and that's not like you know that's not like what you see every day now like people is getting paid mad money like Dame getting paid sixty a year it's like people are getting ridiculous contracts and you got a potential top fifteen player taking a pay cut I feel like like if I'm more I'll be happy. So, what would you put that four or five, something like that? I'd say, I'd say like a four star. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm just for the sake of doing something a little different. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it as a five, because yeah. I think it's a great kind of light a fire under your ass type of deal for Harden. It's kind of like if he, yeah. if he performs, he'll get his big deal down the road. If he doesn't, you know, this could be the decline of his career and, and he'll go off with hundreds of million dollars in earnings and, and slowly 
seep, seep oh. out of the league like you know Allen Iverson did, and it was great. It's great for Philly. You know they were staring at five years, two hundred something for this dude, and his projection looks like he's past his prime. Looks yeah. like he's he's on the downturn of his career. So getting him at this price tag, getting him to take a pay cut to play with Embiid is great. To counter yeah. what you said, I don't think there was other offers for him. Really, I don't. I don't think there was other big time contracts out there for him. Teams would have wanted him. But he, there's no way he's taking a pay cut and leaving again. So yeah. I think this was the only thing that could have happened, and it's kind of a, you know, good for both sides type deal. So that's why I'll put it as a five. Yeah. Next we have DeAndre Ayton. Wow, the Suns are like a toxic girlfriend to DeAndre Ayton. It's so bad. What did you think? Let's. I want to kind of speed this up with the ratings a little bit. So, yeah. what would you what would you rate it and why? Five star. I'm a big fan of DeAndre Ayton, and as a restricted agent, like I feel like the Suns have to take it, just because, like as you said, like these top players, if you don't sign them, like you can't let them walk for nothing, mm-hmm. right? And then he's on, like you have a four year, I think one point three three. I think that's worth it, man. Like DeAndre Ayton, I'm a big fan of DeAndre Ayton. I feel like he could be one of the best bigs in the NBA. And the Suns, you know, um, Chris Paul, as we question him every single offseason, oh, he's almost 40. How many years he got left? I feel like, you know, saying the course and maintaining the young core of the team is really essential for the Suns. And I feel like, yeah, you have to match the offer. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Because the only other, like, with the match, if you don't match, he walks. Yeah. And um, you couldn't really work out a sign-in trade at that point. I think they had, they had exhausted that trying to get a sign-in trade done. But yeah. Aiton is 23 years old, Ben. 23. Like, he yeah. is just starting out. And you see it. Like, he was a number one overall pick for a reason. He can shoot threes. Like, I really believe he can shoot threes. And he's mobile. He can run. He doesn't really – he's not like one of these, you know, bad feet, always getting his feet or knees injured type bigs. You know, he's very durable. And you have to do it. I don't know why they didn't do it last year. I, You know, I can see his stock was probably pretty high after the finals. But his value hasn't really changed. And – they continuity is so underrated in this league. Like the South, you're seeing it with the Celtics. They just kept running it back, kept running it back. Everyone's yeah. saying, break it up, get to, switch it up. Suns fans, don't think you need to break it up. Just you just need to run it back. And all it takes is, you know, Steph Curry getting injured in the playoffs or this getting injured. And next thing you know, you're in the finals and this other team, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, to keep the team good is the focus. Aiton, you know, I don't think he's going to be an all-NBA player. So I'm going to put it as a four. Uh-huh. But it could be a five easily. Next one. Yeah. The only – one of the first team switches. The best player to switch teams here. Not really a, a headliner, but it was made into a headliner. 
because of where he went. Jalen Brunson, four years, 104, to the New York Knicks. What would you give it? I mean, this is like done in the playoffs already. I think the deal. It's like the relationships, man, like hiring Jalen Brunson's family as staff and those like Leon Rose, that relationship. Like mm. this is like this deal has been done for ages. Right. So like nobody really like was surprised by it. And so like I I mean, it's not too like Jalen Brunson had an amazing offseason, uh, amazing playoffs, and then like he's gotta get paid. No like he's gonna get paid by somebody. And the Knicks right now, like the main core is RJ Barrett and they have a Julius Randle that just I don't know. Right. Yeah. And if they add a point like really solid playmaking point guard, two-way point guard that can score the ball. Like I, I think it's a good like signing for the New York Knicks. Right. Like every every offseason they're like, oh, you're gonna get this player, but like nobody really comes. Right. And Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson's like it's just the relationships, man. Like all the and he's back home. He used to play for Villanova. Now he's back in the Madison Square Garden. It's just so much so much storyline. So like I'd give it like a four star, I'd say, for Jalen okay. Brunson, because I can't really tell from just one playoffs, but he had the you know ability and the skill to do what he does. So Yeah, I think I think it's a no brainer. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm going to put it as a five star. Um, the Knicks need something. They had they they had this kind of like fake hope last year with the good playoff run and Julius Randle playing out of his mind, and then everyone kind of came yeah. back to earth, and then the Tibbs phenomenon started to set in. Of like, wow, he's playing seven guys forty minutes a game for eighty two games. Like these yeah. dudes are tired, and they like. Tibbs treats every game like it's a game seven, and it's just not sustainable uh, with younger cats. Yeah. So they needed some hope, and Brunson is Brunson is steady. I think that's the one thing you get. His floor is still really high. Like he's going to go out there and do a good job. My biggest problem with him is just he's small, and he's not a great defender. So signing that much money to a player that might get picked on or might not be an ideal, you know, lead defender is kind of out of my morals. I would, I would rather give it to a more two-way player, but if the Knicks, you have to do it. So I'm going to give it, give it a five stars there. So as you can see on CBS, the uh, sixth ranked best free agent is Miles Bridges. And my boy is in some hot water to say the least. He is about yeah. to fumble the duffel bag like wow that's really sad and I haven't looked too much into it from the but the little bit I have seen about it it's scary and it's not doesn't seem like he's a great dude so so full-time rapper full-time rapper uh and an abusive person now moving on to number seven Anthony Simons. So this one is a little interesting. I'm going to go first here. So four years, 100. I think it's too much. I think it's, I think it's too much for this cat. He, it's funny, like you trade away CJ and you get these assets and 
I'm like, wow, great. They're finally going to get a defensive guard to play, the big defensive guard to play the two next to Dame. Like, that would be a great idea. And they had Simons. Dame was hurt last year. Simons got a lot of playing time, and they were really bad. And he put up some numbers, which for his contract is great. It's great. Like, having a, a bunch of games over 30 gets you a money like this. But if you're losing, does it really matter? Does it really relate to like does it really indicate productive basketball when it comes time to win I don't really know he's another guy that's all offense and very little defense which I have a big problem as as a player so again another kind of non-two-way guy getting signed to a lot who isn't playing alongside another defensive guard so I worry about that in the future granted he's young so I'm going to give it uh three stars what about you? Yeah, um, I mean, at first, like during the first half of the off season, I feel like like the Trailblazers have done a really good job trading people, signing people, um, drafting people. I love the Shaden Sharp draft, but as soon as the signings, like free agency, kicks in, it's just. And Simons is, I don't know, like the CJ combo, as you said, didn't work out, right? And they yeah. basically substituted a worse CJ McCollum in this, like, mm-hmm. mix. And he got paid. But on the other hand, that now that I think about it, it's like Portland can't really get free agent like that, right? So yeah. maintaining a young player that had the ability to score the basketball and shoot the basketball, I feel like, like that's another situation where they had to re-sign the player after they had a great season. And also I do like consider like taxes. So like he might not, so like whatever we think he's going to get, like I thought he's going to get like a four year 70, but that mm-hmm. I take account of like the taxes and stuff. Like he's got to get that like, like type of money, like keep him if you're in Portland. Right. So yeah. Three stars seems fine to me too. Yeah. Now, as, as you were saying that, you know, 25, I was thinking, you know, he's young and 25 mil is actually a pretty tradable contract. So, like, we're, a lot of these things are like, was it good, was it bad? We're kind of grading it, with, like, on a scale. But at the end of the day, a lot of these contracts had to be signed this way or couldn't have been signed. It, it's... A lot of external factors playing in. Um, and you're right, in Portland, you got to sign young cats to, to deals like this. Um, so number eight on the list is Colin Sexton, still unsigned. From what I've heard is he wants a lot of money. And yeah. from what I'm guessing, teams don't want to give him a lot of money because he's not yeah. really, he's not proven. The biggest thing is, is the injury from last year, obviously. He tore his meniscus uh, right at the beginning of the season and didn't get to really prove anything. And then the Cavs got really good without him, which was kind of bad too. Um, Honestly, I'd like to see him sign like a kind of James Harden-ish deal. Not as much, obviously, but like a two-year, maybe one-and-one, bet-on-yourself type deal with someone else for a decent price tag because – I'd bet, I'd bet on him, man. 
granted it says he's a restricted free agent so um that's another caveat there but he's just such a hard worker and he cares so much that i would i would bet on him it's i just remember is the uh iq there you know that's a question is the point guard skills there that's a question um and so i can't get over height. Yeah. yeah, can't it's really play the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can't really give a, uh, a rating on that. So next, next one is Mitchell Robinson at four years, sixty. What would you, what would you rate this? I love Mitchell Robinson, but he cannot wow. stay on the floor. Why? He's always getting hurt. He's got no, that. I'm asking, why do you love him? Oh, Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. It's just the versatility, man. The way he moves, his, like, physical asset, it's just intriguing for, like, NBA nowadays, in the, especially in the playoffs. Like, the ability to block shots and the ability to finish catch lobs. Like, that's all you need for a big man now is to like, defend. Like Rob Will. And, yeah. And, like, he can do that, but he can't stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So that contract doesn't really seem that great. But if he can stay on the floor and he develops, like he could be one of the better players on the Knicks. And, you know, the Knicks, like, they need a defensive guy to fit their roster, right? Their, their whole, like, like the whole roster. Like, now you look at it. Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, all scoring like type of players. Uh, there's minimal defense shown on, on paper. You got Mitchell Robinson that just can swat shots. And I feel like mm-hmm. it makes sense for the Knicks. And if they got money to like throw to throw be thrown around, I think it makes sense. But I wouldn't give it like a four or five star. I would give it like a three star because just the fact that he gets hurt too much. Okay. Got you. Um I'm going to put it as a two-star. I think four years, 60, I'd love to see the details of the contract because that matters a lot. You know, if it's non-guaranteed at the end and it's declining, I think I'd like that more. Um, You know, he's young. He's 24 years old. You're getting him in his prime. My biggest problem with him is not only, like you mentioned, he gets injured so he stays off the court, he can't get on the court in that facet, but he also can't stay on the court because he fouls every time he gets in the game. He fouls. I think he had the most like games fouling out of any player all season last year. He, he's definitely up there. And I feel like not only is he fouling out at the end of the games, but then he's also kind of that type of player, that type of big man that, you don't always want to finish your games with, you know what I'm saying? He's, he can kind of be a liability on offense because he can't do much with the ball. So giving him 15 mil, you know, I think, I think, again, you have to do it and it's okay. So I'm going to put it as two stars. It all comes to player development. It all comes to player development. Exactly. And with Tibbs, I don't see it. I, I don't like him in New York. If you put him somewhere else, really I'd see, like it more. I don't really see Tibbs. I don't really see Tibbs staying for much longer because, Facts. like the next season, like the next season, in my 
not have a great start or whatever, and he'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So number 10, Bobby Portis at four years, 49 million. I'll start on here. I love Bobby Portis. I'm going to give it a five. Um, I'm pissed the Bucks kept him. I was honestly hoping, well, first anyone else would get him, but if there was any chance the Celtics could have got him, I would have loved it. Um, he He's just, he's such a good culture guy. He's such a good, like, toughness value add. And since he's been working with Lethal, lethal Shooter, he is, he's pretty much like if, Brooke Lopez and PJ Tucker had a baby on the Bucks. It's Bobby Portis. And that's such an amazing five man to have out there that is tough and and has size, but can also shoot the three at a really good rate. And he's they locked him up for a while, four years, fifty. He, he's getting nothing. He's getting like eleven million dollars. That is Bro, that is really good. Um, I'm gonna give it a five stars. What would what would you give it? Uh, nothing, nothing more to say, man. I love that contract. Forty nine million nowadays. NBA is nothing, and I would still remember the game where he hit like eight threes in the playoffs. So I was like, nope. can't complain, can't complain. So five, you give me a five. Five, definitely. <clears throat> oh yeah. All right. Next one is an interesting one. Given a trade that happened that we'll talk to, we'll talk about uh, very soon, and that's and that's Kyle Anderson. Okay, so what do you what do you think about this deal? I'm, I'm going to give it a, a four. Um, uh, I mean, Kyle Anderson is just this kind of blue uh, blue guy, blue player that uh, just fits on these rosters and like just flows with the plays, you know, and. Uh, he gets you like you could get in there on the bench and you could provide some energy, some you know, re- rebounding, some like everything, a little bit of everything. And I don't think this contract is crazy. I feel like it's just a solid re signing contract. So I, I would agree with you. Word. So four or so? Yep. All right. Next one at 12, we have Nurkic at. Four years, 70. Um, this is just, I think this just comes down to, are you a fan of Nurkic or not? You know, the price tag is pretty okay. You know what you would expect. I'm not a fan of Nurkic at all. I think he's slow and doesn't really have the shooting to stretch the floor. So he's kind of just a lumbering kind of high post operating big. Um I don't really like it, so I'm I'm gonna give it a two or so. What would you have? He's like one of those traditional big men, and that uh, just we don't know how to use him in the playoffs, right? Like he like after a pick and roll, after a switch, what can he do? Mm-hmm. Right. And remember when he had that flurry where he was getting crazy stats, and we're like, oh man, he's coming, like he's. Like he, nobody can stop him. He's getting five blocks, five steals, something like that. Mm. Jesus. Now it's just, he's just a solid big man. And $70 million, 
as I said, like Portland, you can't really get no free agents. And, you know, they got to re-sign some of these players. So three max, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Narkic is he's gotten a lot of injuries in his time, and it's really kind of worn him down as a player. So moving on to number 13, we have Tyus Jones at two years, $15 million. I thought this was interesting. It was kind of a short-term deal, and they're giving him a good price tag. If I'm him, I would have – it's interesting – would you have rather switched teams and gone four years for maybe 10 to $12 million? Or would you take 15 for two and be able to stay in the same situation? I think it's, it's good for both teams, uh, for both, both parties here. Tyus Jones is, you know, the, I think the Grizzlies were better with him as a starting point guard in terms of record and stats, you know, when John Morant was off the court. So I think he's amazing. You know, he's what, everything you want in a backup point guard. And if that's 15 mil for two years, that's all right with me. What do you think? I feel like that's just like a really great contract for the Grizzlies. Because I think Ty Jones has like the best ratio, like of like a turnover assist ratio or something in the league. Yeah. He's just the solid point guard that can make plays and that's not going to do too much. We have John Moran, you know, these type of players on, on the floor on this team. Right? You need these traditional solid point guards that can lead the second unit. And you know, just it's just a great contract, man. Like five stars, I'd say. Like four or five stars type of like level of contract. And he's also Perfect. a Sanford Power guy that's at J Law, so I can't hate on him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I think yeah, he's, he works here. I don't know. But, yeah, great contract. Right, so number 14, we have, you know, with a couple minutes left in this, this Zoom, we'll have to start another one pretty soon. But we'll finish off uh, Gary Payton here. So Gary Payton sneakily, sneakily gets signed by the Portland Trailblazers. They steal him away from the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors could have paid him. And he gets three years, 28. I love this. I absolutely love this. You know how I mentioned a bigger defensive guard playing next to Dame? Yeah. This is it. This is it right here. This is everything you need. Next to a Steph Curry having a Gary Payton that's just making up for every possible little negative that Curry would have on offense or on defense. Gary Payton's making up for that. And he's an all-world defender. Let me tell you, he's a really good defender. So I'm giving it five stars. What about you? I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about the fit. You know, like, they have a lot of guards. And uh, I would say, I would, like, question, where would J- Josh Hart be in this situation? After this he's more like a three. Gary Payton. Is it, he's is more it, like a three. What about Shaden? What about Shaden Sharp? Shaden Sharp is, like, 18 It's like, how old. the Ross... Yeah, like how the roster like construct, like they're not gonna win. So they just play Shannon Sharp, just go and just shoot the ball, or like like what are they doing? 
Like, I just had no clue, right? Mm. And I don't know about Gary Payton. He didn't get a lot of games. And I like him. Question is his shooting, how he stretched the floor, his offense, right? But like on the side, on side of Dame, Dame Lillard, like, I don't think that matters. But it's just mm. a con- construct of the whole roster. That yeah, I just yeah. I, I agree with you there. So we got okay, so we're back. We're gonna go through fifteen through twenty-five of the top free agent signings and their, and our ratings of their signings. So starting off uh, well finishing off GP two, you were questionable about the fit. So I'll give you I'll give I'll give it a three for you. Um yeah. In terms of GP2 here. Um, and then we're going to go these last 11. We're going to go speed through them. So Mo Bamba, two years, 21 million to stay with the Magic. I'm giving it um, a four just because it's not a five because Mo Bamba's in, but it's four because it's a good deal and he's young and it's a short-term deal. So I'm giving it a four. What about you? Um, the question would just be injuries, and but I, I think it's a really good deal for the Magic. So you said what? Uh, I agree, four stars. Okay. PJ Tucker at three years, thirty-three, to go to the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Can I get? Can I get my rating first? Yeah. One. One. Why? Or no, let's just let's just let's just go through it all, and then if you want to if you want to say anything about anything after, we'll do it. I'm gonna give it yeah a three. I'm giving it a three. Um, Tampering will lower it, but Victor Oladipo one year eleven. I love it. Like it's Vic. It's no money. Five. 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 Dort at five years, $87 million. The Thunder got nobody to spend money on. So yeah. I I like it. I'm going to give it a four. It makes him tradable, and he's a great defensive player for them. Yeah. I would agree. Four stars. Four seems good to All me, right. too. Malik Monk at two years, 19. You got to watch this guy. What would you, what would you rank it? So uh, I was working out with him. He's here, and uh, yeah, he, he's a sniper. And two years, nineteen as just a score. I I think it's a four. I I agree with you, man. He uh, it's cool. We're getting the BBN connection back in Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, backcourt with uh, very limited defense there. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give it a four. Gary Harris at two years, 26. I, I'm giving that a, a one. Like, what? Same, 26? Same, same. Gary Harris. Right. Batum, your Clippers make an appearance. Batum at 22. Two years, 22. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm giving it a four. I'll go three, just because I think he's kind of old and washed. Yeah. Um, Claxton at two years, 20. I love it. I love Claxton. I think he's, he's great. He just needs, uh, you know, a little more intensity sometimes. So I'm giving it a four. Yeah. 
example. Word. Yeah. This one, twenty number twenty three, Hartenstein. The Knicks Man. steal Hartenstein away from uh, from the Clippers. I don't know what New York's doing, man. Are they just trying to have all lefties on their team? Isn't that what Bill Simmons said he wanted to do? Like an all lefty team? Dude, it, it, it'll it messes with your so, mind as a basketball yeah. player. Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Harnstein. Do they have one more lefty on the wing? Ah, uh, they might. I'm not sure. They they should get That'll everyone though. It yeah, is that's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I love Hardenstein though. I'm giving it a four. Uh, I mean a five. I, I think he's a really good player. Yeah, you know how I feel about him. You know how I, I do. So, him. so is it a four or five for you for the Knicks? Four is a five. Where? Four yeah, I think five. he's he's so versatile as a big, yeah. um, and he's got that like motor to him, which you you love. Speaking of another guy that does that too is is Looney. Three years, twenty five. I love it. He was killing the Celtics way too much in the playoffs, and I hated it. I'm um, giving it a five. Yeah. Say with you. Yeah. That's all right. The last last one you got on your chest. Yes, sir. Look at it right here. John Wall. The John Wall right here. Yes, sir. At what was it? Two years, twenty something. Two years, twenty-two. I think. Same deal as Platoon or like 20 something. Not, e- not even. It's two years, 13. Exactly. That's us. Wow. That's a wow. Two years, 13. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a three. Just because what it's on wall. Dude, did you see no. that video of him trying to go past Alfred Payton in the uh, like no fans uh, season in 2021? No, I didn't see that. Well, there's a clip of him basically going ISO, hitting him with the double move, going right into his chest and being hit back, and then going at it, calling his number again, and going at him again, and then going at him and getting called for an offensive foul. And you're like, wow, John Wall really thinks he's in 2016 still when he's had <laughs> two massive leg injuries. Uh, he's not really that guy anymore. And I want to see. But guess what? Money. I got something to say. Give me a five first. Put a five for me first. Put that down Worm. first. Let me see it. You know why he's a good fit? Because he never had a roster like this ever in, in his career. And we needed a two-point guard. And Reggie Jackson was not it. Imagine putting Reggie Jackson at the two. We'll have John Wall, Reggie Jackson. We'll have Paul George at the three, Kawhi at the four. I would throw either Zubak or Batum in there at the five. Mm-hmm. And then you got that's a pretty, pretty freaking good roster. And we got Marcus Morris on the bench, Norman Powell on the bench, Robert Cummington, Vincent Zubak, Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey. It's like Luke Kennard. I, I don't like that content, but like still, like our, we have the deepest roster in the whole league. And we yeah. added John Wall with like we didn't pay him anything. That's that's fine to me. Thirteen million dollars is not it's no money nowadays, NBA. Thanks. All right, so there's our top twenty-five. And now we're gonna go into a quick honorable mentions, which in this we're talking about two signings that are below the top twenty-five players that we thought were underrated 
and then one that we thought were um, some BS. So yeah. why don't you go through yours right now real quick as, as I, you know, scroll through this list. Yeah. Well, uh, DiVincenzo to the Warriors, I feel like it's just a great addition, man. Like a two-way guard, one of the better two-way guards in the league. And he didn't mm-hmm. get what he wanted on teams. And now he can, you know, he could be a really a central role. Like you see how the Warriors use people and to make people go alive and people go, go out of there and get big contracts to get championships. It's just a really good, you know, culture and, uh, and go to, like in uh, San Francisco right now. And Dimitrinzo going in, it's just perfect for the roster. Right off the bench, right running Jordan Poole at the one, just have a defensive like guard alongside of Jordan Poole. I just feel like it's amazing for the Warriors to get, and nine point three million again, it's no money, and yeah. just a great fit. And uh, the second one's uh, Andre Drummond. You know the Bulls have one of the worst rebounding efficiencies because Nikola Vucevic never rolls to the basket. And, you know, they just don't have a lot of defense, a lot of rebounding, any of that. And they signed him to a $3.3 million a year deal. Right, that's, mm-hmm. again, no money. And he, he wasn't really horrible on the Nets. Like, he do the same exact things. And he just go there and be a, you know, blue-collar big man off the bench. And it's just a really good signing. Am I? So let's yeah. let's save the last one for a second. So that's great. I, I love those two signings as well. Um, so my two signings, my first one is going to be um, the bubble god himself, TJ Warren, to the Nets for one year deal. They got bro. He he is a special scorer, and the Nets need wings. I love. You know, as much as we love uh, Kessler Edwards out there, they need more big wings. And TJ Warren, he might not play defense, but he's going to come in the game and get you buckets from the wing. My only, as I'm talking about it, the only thing I think of is if you have KD, Kyrie, Mm -hmm. Joe Harris, uh, TJ Warren, Cam Thomas, Patty Mills, like, not everyone can take all the shots. There's not a lot of passing going on there. Um, So that's going to be interesting. But I think it's a great deal for them. And Katie and Kyrie are both going to be back in Brooklyn next year. You hear to hear first. They're not getting traded. It was a ploy to gain leverage over the Nets front office. They're going to be back, and they're going to have Royce O'Neal and – TJ Warren for nothing as wings, and they're going to bring back the same team. Drummond might be lost, but they're going to look good. Number two is another net. Another net. That's not on the nets anymore. Patty Mills? Oh. That's Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown to the Nuggets. I love the fit with the Nuggets. Think about the pick and roll with Jokic as the one, and then Bruce Brown as the big. Like, I think that's amazing because Jokic, like, if Jokic can roll and catch and pivot, what if he comes off the screen and hits a guy who can do that too? 
Bruce Brown is kind of that blend of like, I'm like Draymond Green, but I'm also a little bit smaller and more defensive. And it, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, they got him for nothing. They got him for two years, 13. Um, he's in a better situation with better players. Jokic is going to make him better. Uh, they took some of the wings out with Barton and with, you know, a guard in Morris and just got KCP. So I love it. I love it for them. Um, so let's move into the crappy signings, which one for the, you just say Lakers. What do you mean? Every single signing so far. They got Juan Toscano Anderson. He's not going to play. Yep. Damian Jones. He's not going to play. Yep. Loney Walker. Worst defensive efficiency bars in the NBA. I, I like to be yelled at. Oh, that's I know, a great like, he's just, I mean, like, alongside of LeBron, you're not going to be like the Spurs Sonny Walker. You got to play defense. You got to do other things. You don't got none of that crossed off. And people just forget how to play basketball in the Lakers. And Lonnie Walker mm-hmm. wasn't even like that good of a, you know, efficient player on the Spurs. And it's just, and then who's the other guy? They got one more. I forgot who that was. Can you check okay. me on your list? So they got Lonnie Walker. They got Juan Toscano, Damian Jones. Yeah. And let's see if there's anyone else we can find here. There's, there's one more. I just cannot. It's not on the top of my mind right now. It's not even in the top 70 players. So hey, That's exactly what I meant. Oh, Thomas Bryant. Wasn't that it? Can you sound like this? No, it wasn't Thomas Bryant. It was somebody else. But, yeah. Like, all in all, it's like the Lakers signings, man. Like, they're just roster filler i i think and it was like it was thomas bryant yeah he did sign with the lakers for a one-year deal which again is like like they need shooting I, yeah shooting they, they still don't have shooting they lost malik monk that was their only like good shooter like they austin reeves yes. is probably their next best shooter like that's what they need shooting around lebron and ad and russ I get it, man. That's frustrating. Um, my my pick is Marvin Bagley signed with the Pistons at three years, thirty-seven mil. I get it. I get it. It's like a you know, give him a little extra money because you're a bad team and you have it, and you're kind of betting on him. Dude, I I think it's a crazy overpay. Why are you paying this dude over? What, what would it be? Um, 36, over $14 million? Like, for what? He's done nothing. He barely, He's barely played in the NBA. And he played with them for half a season. He looked okay. But what is Is he five or is he four? Because I think he's neither. Who knows? It's a five. It's a solid five. I think he had a couple of games with the Pistons mm. during the second half of the season. And that's why they paid him. And I just don't know what they're doing, man. Like, Pistons, they got so many big mints over the summer. Yeah. They got Nerlens Noel. They got yep. Jalen Durant. Mm-hmm. They got Mitchell. Uh, they got, uh, the, Isaiah, they got Stewart. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. They got Kelly Olenek. Bagley. Kelly Olenek. Luke Garza. Jesus, Lord. Yeah. 
You know, huh. like, what are you doing? If you're going to sign someone to that, at least have the opportunity in place for him to play. You know, I, I, I don't get that by the Pistons. So that's why it's a, it's a, um, a crappy signing for me. So listen, I think we're going to call this part one. And in part two, we'll get to part two. We're going to uh, preview it right here. It's going to be our trade tier list. You know, as you watch any YouTube video that does tier list, you have S tier, A, B, C, D, and F. And here are some of the trades that we're previewing. Get some little snippets here. Look at that green. That green is looking like money. Let me tell you that. So, all right, we'll call this part one. Um, and that has been free agency recap on the KD pod. Um, on NBA Talk on the KD Pod. So we'll be back very soon with part two.